Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Do you struggle with communicating with others? Do you feel like many conversations end up in a fight when that wasn't your intention? Healthy communication is not clearly laid out in school, in our homes, or in the workplace. I think it's one of the issues that we have in the world right now. We make assumptions, we get offended, we care more about what people think than what God think. We are fearful for other people and that stops us from being able to clearly say what God needs for them. Come and join me in this powerful episode where I teach about healthy communication and so that we can improve all of our relationships. Last week's episode was on gaslighting, what it is and how we can break free from it, especially if we are a gaslighty. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse that uses control and manipulation to cause other people to not feel worthy about themselves. I wanted to follow up with this and have an episode on healthy communication. So today is a perfect follow-up from last week's episode. Make sure to go check it out if you didn't hear it yet. So let's pray. Come Holy Spirit. I pray that you guide this podcast right now. Be with the listeners right where they are at. Guide my mouth to speak exactly what it is that they need to hear. And anything that I say that is not useful or helpful, I pray that the listener is able to let that go, but keep whatever it is that you need them to hear. I pray that you open up their heart to expand more of what your kingdom has for them. I pray for your peace to come in right now for your love and your joy to be all over the listeners as they step into here, this podcast about communication. There's a couple things that I believe that we think that we do, but we don't. I feel like this is part of the issue of communication is we actually think we're communicating when we're not. We don't communicate our feelings and we don't communicate our needs. What we do and said, we have our feelings, we feel our feelings, and then we'll make an assumption that someone else can see our feelings. We believe that they should know how we feel. We even get frustrated or even angry when they don't know how we feel. They are then to blame for how we continue to feel because they don't fix us and help us feel better. They're now the problem and where we're feeling what we're feeling. We didn't even communicate clearly from the beginning. So this person is pretty much in trouble no matter what. Please be honest, have you ever done this? I know I have plenty of times, but here's the deal. I had no idea I was doing it. Communicating our feelings is not something that we're really well versed in and know how to do. We learn from what others have done by doing it wrong. And so then this bad cycle just continues. Some other things that we do We make side comments about our needs because we don't actually really know what we need. And then we hope that other people will somehow read our mind that we don't even really know and that they're going to guess what we need and be able to say what we need. And we get frustrated because 
they maybe didn't understand or we didn't understand. And this is how communication can get messy is that we're not clear from the beginning. So it really comes back to us knowing who we are and being clear from the beginning with communicating our feelings and communicating our needs. A few other things that happen. We get offended. We respond to defend ourselves instead of slowing down and listening. We don't allow people to actually give us feedback because we get offended. And feedback is important so that we can learn and we can grow, but we can't learn and grow if we get offended when people give us feedback. We also allow the spirit of fear to come in and we don't properly discern what the Holy Spirit wants our response to be. So we're in this place of fear when somebody else communicates. The other thing we do is the fear of man is bigger than the fear of God. Proverbs 29, 25 says that the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. There are a ton of excellent resources on healthy communication. A ton. Most of it is secular. My suggestion with this is listen to some of the secular education on communication and allow the Holy Spirit to breathe life on it. I have learned so much from people who are not Christian because of the research that they have done. I believe that there are many educators who I gain revelation from and wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Remember, each one of us is made in the image of God. So whether we decide to agree with this and accept Jesus in our heart is up to us when we decide on our salvation. But it doesn't stop who the originator is of each one of us to keep working in us even if we don't believe in Jesus. So I don't mean to go on a tangent here. I feel like this is a word for some of you because I think this is one of the things that stops you from growing and learning about psychological stuff, healthy communication, because somebody who's not Christian is teaching it, and so it closes your opening to learn from it because they're not Christian. They were designed by God in the first place, so the gift that they have in that research and teaching originally came from God. So allow the Holy Spirit to guide you as you are listening and allow his wisdom to come forth. Ask him what he thinks about it. Have a conversation with him. Remember, we have authority over all. Jesus has authority over all. So we can't let, if somebody doesn't believe in Jesus, stop us from learning about something. God is way bigger than we could ever imagine. All right, so back to communication. (laughs) Another reason why we struggle with health communication is that, I said before, we don't know what our feelings and our needs are because we care more about what people think and other people being happy or okay more than ourself. Or what we will do is we'll also put up a wall from others hurting us so we care more about ourselves than others because we're trying to protect ourselves. Either way, we're not walking with our values and truly who we are. This has happened from unhealthy interactions from other people. Again, these are not bad people, just most of us don't really know how to use the healthy communication skills. So right now, I want us to just repent from fearing man over God. Again, Proverbs 29, 25 is that the fear of man is a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So let's say out loud, God, I repent for caring more about what people think than you, God. Forgive me, Lord. Thank you for your forgiveness. Fill me with your courage and grace right now to trust in you only. Amen. 
So what I've noticed with bringing mental health into ministry is that many people in ministry don't use some of the mental health language and vice versa. And I think it's useful for different people. Some of you might find what I say very helpful and some of you won't and that's okay. Like I said before, like take what you need and hear and leave what isn't helpful. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I did an episode on vulnerability a while back and I talk about the myths of it and why it's important. We need to be able to be vulnerable to be able to communicate in a healthy manner. We need to feel safe to be vulnerable. We need to receive empathy to be vulnerable. So if others don't give you empathy, how can you be vulnerable? (laughs) Well, you stand in the confidence of who you are as a son or daughter in Christ. You walk in that confidence that God has given you. What helps with us being vulnerable and safe is trusted people who respond in empathy. Did I hurt your brain yet with that? (laughs) I want to teach you empathy and one other communication skill. In this episode, you will leave with knowing what validation is and what empathy is and how to use it. We cannot control other people, but I can sure help you be confident in who you are and being able to respond with other people. So the first one I want to teach you is called validation. Validation is a skill that's letting the other person know that you hear them. James 1.19 says to let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. When we validate, it can take a high intense conversation that could potentially end up in a fight and we could bring it down to ground level and keep it peaceful. Validation does not mean that you agree with the other person. Here's how you validate. Someone says to you, I am so mad at you and I can't believe that you did that to me. So when you validate, you'll say, I hear that you're angry at me and you can't believe that I did that to you. Now we're not responding yet, nor are we able to tell our side. Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. We need to start with validating and hearing the other person, especially if they are angry or have very intense emotions. When we do that, they will not escalate as much or even at all because we're truly staying present to hear them first instead of responding to defend ourselves, The second skill I want to teach you is empathy. Empathy is moving from just hearing and communicating the other person's words, but moving to speaking what they are feeling. Romans 12, 15 says that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. To be able to do this, we have to recognize emotions And honestly, I just don't think we're the greatest at this. I'm going to share with you Teresa Wiseman's definition of empathy, which I get from Brene's Brown book called Daring Greatly. The first thing that we do is that we perspective take. We see the world as others see it. So we have to shift our mindset and put ourselves in their shoes. The second thing we do is we're non-judgmental. If you find yourself judging something or someone, like maybe looks, then that's a clue that it's a hard issue for you. Bring it to the Lord and say, God, give me the grace to not judge. The third one is we want to understand the other person's feelings. We need to be able to recognize, are they feeling sad? Are they feeling happy? Are they feeling angry? You have to be able to recognize it. The fourth one is that we communicate your understanding that person's feelings. So the last one, this is not from Teresa Wiseman. This is my definition, is that we need consistency and to be still and know that I am God. Psalms 4610. We need to be present and we need to focus on the person in front of us. 
and we stay consistent. This is one of the issues with our busy world. We struggle to slow down and actually sit and truly listen to others. Often we're focused on what we're going to say instead. At the end of the conversation, when we use empathy, we will not only have a potential problem fixed, we will also have a connection with that person. And what I've seen some very well-intended Christians do is we invalidate others because you know what God says about them. Let me give you an example here. So let's say someone comes to you and they are a total mess. They say they don't feel worthy, they messed up with something, and they just feel like they're a total mistake. Our instinct in this moment is to want to say, oh, God loves you, you're not a mess, right? Isn't that kind of what we want to do? It makes sense to say that. Well, what happens in this moment is that part of their brain that is activated, that does not have the thinking part working, which is the prefrontal cortex, it's not operating in this space and in this place. So basically, when you say God loves you and you are not a mistake, they most likely won't hear it. I know many of you are thinking, it's the word of God, it's a double-edged sword, and it pierces to bone and marrow. Yes, it does. But if there is a closed door from the enemy that the person has given permission to the enemy into these lies, it's going to be very difficult for this truth to come in without the permission of the person. So this is like scientific and spiritual. It's a way for us to be able to get in. So the first thing that we can do, we need to validate and use empathy. Go back to what I said. Perspective take, be not judgmental, understand their feelings, and communicate the feelings. So you could respond with something like this. Oh, sweetie, come here and give me a hug. And you give them a hug. I hear that you feel that you messed up and that you think you're a total mistake. It looks like you're really feeling sad and confused right now. Is that how you're feeling? This is empathy. This will allow them to feel heard and seen. And in the kingdom of God, we need to be known. So what you're doing by showing empathy is literally revealing the heart of God. You're allowing them to process a bit more, talk through how they're feeling. We don't try to fix it. Let them talk through and see if the Holy Spirit will move through them to the truth of what God says. Here's what I believe stops us from truly using empathy with others so that they can hear from God themselves. We can't stand the pain that they are in. We see the hurt and the sadness that they are feeling and we can't deal with it. So because of our discomfort, we declare the word of God. We declare the truth of who they are so that we feel better. I think that the spirit of fear actually comes over us and we can't think or discern. Did we actually slow down? Did we properly discern what they need? Maybe. But more often than not, I think we respond quickly because we can't stand the pain that we're in because of what we see in them. So for us to really improve our communication, we need to get better at recognizing emotion in ourselves, sitting in it and just letting it be. So that way, when someone else is feeling a tough emotion, we have the confidence and ability to recognize what they're feeling and we can confidently use empathy with them in the way that God intends because we know what it feels like in ourself. The fruit of the Spirit comes out because we know who we are and whose we are. We're patient, we can discern, we can hear from the Holy Spirit and respond in peace, not fear. Earlier I talked about how we don't know what we are feeling or what we truly need. So we struggle to be clear in communication. If we can learn to identify what our feelings are, this can allow us to gain confidence when those emotions show up when communicating. 
we won't feel so out of control in certain conversations. So when you respond in empathy with this example that I gave, what do you think will happen to that person that you're talking to? Well, one response could be that this person that you're talking to processes their feelings and the Holy Spirit will bring to light the truth of who they are on their own. They will believe that they're loved, they're not a mistake, and they're worthy. They can then maybe say something like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for loving me right where I'm at, so that I can hear from the Lord the truth of who I am. Thank you, Lord, for showing me my true identity. I'm so sorry for partnering with those lies. Forgive me, Lord, and align me with you right now. They can then ask their friend or for you for prayer for covering with those lies to stay away and the truth to prevail. This is just an example. Let's say they don't figure it out and the Holy Spirit doesn't show them or they're not able to hear from the Lord in that moment, which is totally fine too, and they continue to struggle. And then ask them if they are open to what God is showing you. Then you can declare the truth, the word of God, over them. You can maybe even pray, have them break the lies, declare the truth. However, you are doing it after you use the empathy so that their soul could truly be open to the flow of the Spirit and the truth. Does that make sense? There's not a perfect formula for this. This is why healthy communication is tough because we don't know how people will respond. We can't control other people or our emotions. The more skills we have, though, the more comfortable we are with emotions, our identity, and the better we will be a full oiled vessel ready for anything that comes our way. Even this podcast isn't a perfect fix for communication. It's an invitation into the more of God for the heart of other people and yourself. He wants us wide open and authentic, not hiding anything from him. He wants us to be clear with others. Communicate what you need. Don't make assumptions that people know what's going on with you. Communicate your feelings. Don't assume that others know how you feel or what's going on with you. Don't let the spirit of offense come in. Allow people to give you honest feedback, validate others, and use empathy. Understand your emotions. Understand yourself more. So that when John 7.38 says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Validation and empathy, I believe, are the starting points for healthy communication. Don't beat yourself up is if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't used these skills well. I haven't myself. Remember, Jesus loves you no matter what. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, I'm sorry for not always slowing down and speaking what you desire for other people. I'm sorry for speaking my thoughts and feelings before slowing down to truly listen to the others who are speaking in front of me. I'm sorry for getting defensive. I'm sorry for parting with the spirit of fear because of others' emotions or my inability to understand my emotions. I'm sorry for fearing man over you. But I thank you, Lord, for the power of your blood. I thank you, Lord, for forgiving the listeners right now and washing them all clean just like you. Come in and fill the listeners right now with your truth and your love and your presence. Come, Holy Spirit. I bind the spirit of offense right now, and I bind the spirit of fear, and I command them out in the name of Jesus. God, come and give the listeners grace to use validation and empathy with other people in their life. Help them to feel their feelings and not push them away. Help them to recognize emotions in themselves and in others. Help them to be confident in who they are, to be a filled vessel so that when they communicate with others, 
heaven will come out of their mouth. Prepare the soil of the hearts of the people that they talk with to receive your presence and your love. I pray protection over their hearts to not be hurt by the things that people say because it's their stuff and not theirs. I declare Ephesians 4.29 that no corrupting talk will come out of their mouth but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear them. And I also declare Colossians 4.6 to let their speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that they may know how they ought to answer each person. Guide their conversations, Lord. I pray for the grace for them to receive feedback from others and to be clear when they are communicating with others. Help them to communicate their feelings and their needs. Help them to fear you, God, not man. Thank you, God, for giving them the grace to communicate clear and healthy. I thank you, Lord, for the reconciliation and the healing that will happen with many relationships now because of this episode. I thank you, Lord, for the repairs that will be made and the healing that will happen and the laughter and the joy and the connection and the love that's going to come forth from many marriages, friendships, children, employees, siblings. There's so many relationships that you are healing right now, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for healing these relationships. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray all of this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.